Welcome to Classically Minded. I'm your host, Garrett John Law, and today I'm joined by bassoonist Ian Morin. Ian is active as a performer across the state of Ohio and serves as professor of bassoon at Cleveland State University. So welcome, Ian. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for asking me about to do this. So I want to get right to it. There was a point in the pandemic where you were considering, you know, your future in music and how, what it's going to look like. Given that you are a conservatory trained musician, what led you to that point? Yeah, you know, it was rough. I mean, just just like a lot of us, we we tend to go through a lot of failed auditions in the beginning, right? And right before pandemic, that was I was in a stretch of those. You know, I was in a stretch of already kind of things. Um, you know, not, not that I was failing auditions, but you know, I you know I wasn't winning auditions, and, and that was getting to me. Um, and then around January time, there was a huge push for just like, okay, like I can do this. You know, like I need to do this. And I started taking more auditions. I was doing well, and I was, you know, being more positive about things in my life. And then the pandemic hit. And it shut down all the other auditions I was gonna do, you know. So it, it stopped my momentum. You know, I, I, I was I was in a really high place after v, being in a very dark spot, and for all that to just be kind of taken away, it put me back in that dark spot again. You know, so I, I stopped playing. You know, I stopped playing for um, almost that whole entire summer um, until uh, Hogel asked me to do this concert. Or, no, or I mean, I guess b- b- before that, I saw this guy doing a um, a jazz bassoon piece. He, he, he was doing Giant Steps, you know, by Coltrane. Uh, he was he was playing giant steps on bassoon and i was like wow that's insane and i was like you know what like i I need to play music again not just for an audition but like for myself you know i I think i think that's what i lost i I got i got very lost in you know trying to make something perfect for an audition that you know i lost why i started music in the first place you know and just 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 a love for music you know just the sake of making music so i figured why not I'll, i'll tackle something completely you know off what i normally do and it turned out to be like a great experience for me and it, it changed my outlook on, on what music means to me. But yeah, there was just this huge dark patch in between that time, you know, and now I still kind of go in and out of that, you know. Also, I was, I ended up working a part-time job that, you know, I, for the most part, it was not music and I didn't want to be a part of, you know, just I was doing what we all had to do, you know, we did what we had to do to survive in, in today's time. Um, but that started taking away just like, uh, a lot of my time from, you know, wanting to practice and wanting to do more. I would wake up and just be like, oh, I got to go to work. And then I would get home and just be like, oh, I'm finally home from work. You know, so there was just this cycle repeatedly. Um, and then there was just small moments, like like out of nowhere, that got me back into playing again. And this is where Hogel came in and asked me to play in the beginning of the year um, for like those Tuesday concerts in the fall with CIM. And I was like, yeah, that's that's something I need. I have something to look forward to. I can practice. I can do that. You know, and it was going well. And then all of a sudden, Batter Creek asked me to play with them. And things just started, like, happening slowly and slowly. You know, so then I started putting out more videos. I was like, okay, now, now I'm going to post something else because, like, I have this energy again. I have to keep the momentum going. But really, it's just, like, seeing that job field, like, taken away from me just, like, really hurt. You know, like, music is something I've, I've always done. It's something I always wanted to do. So for it to be stripped, I, I was just lost. Um, and then I guess something I didn't mention before was I started learning software engineering on the side. You know, I was like, I, like, I have to, I need something with security and I need something with security now. And this is something I could sit home and just kind of learn on my own. So um, that's what I did. The whole summer, I just, I studied, you know, and then as the, the year went along and I started performing more, I kind of backed away and just been studying um, just on and off at this point. Um, but, you know, I, I still have that in my mind. It's like, I, like, I should probably look into this, you know, just because like I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, 
But on the bright side, things are looking up a lot better. I've seen orchestras already jump back in. I've seen chamber groups performing, and I've been a part of those, and I feel very fortunate now with that. It's definitely a journey you've been on, and like you said, you've picked up some new skills as software engineering, mm-hmm. and um, you've also taken to making some videos of playing with yourself. For example, uh, bassoon quintet. So maybe you could tell us a little bit how you make those videos and how it's allowed you to play some new music. Yeah. I mean, just like generally, I, I've always loved chamber ensemble, you know, whether that be duets, trios, quartets, quintets, I just, I've always loved chamber ensemble. And, you know, I, like in my mind, um, I always have a certain image when it comes, or like, like when I hear things, I, I always want to do it. You know, like if I'm playing with different people, it's like I have this certain thing in my head that I, I want to hear. Um, so this kind of gives me, <laughs> gives me that, right? I get to record everything on my own and just like really kind of bring out these colors that I'm kind of seeing um, when I hear these things. So I, I just randomly downloaded this app which a lot of people use acapella and uh, it's very hard to time on that one so but I, I would try to line things up you know kind of memorize as much as I can the, of the music as possible to just kind of play them quickly and learn them quickly um, and then I ended up just buying a whole bunch of software on my computer and, and started learning how to really put them together and at least get better audio and visual quality but I just I love working on this this chamber music honestly and I, I love the kind of process of going through it and tell me a little bit, bit more about this process, especially how you, for example, maybe phrase as an ensemble when you're not really playing in real time with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I, I have a, I, t- I do it a really long way, actually. It's, it's going to sound really weird, but I actually chop it up in bits and pieces first and start from the beginning, and I play it a whole bunch of different ways with what I want to hear. So I might play a line like 30 times with different types of crescendos, and I try to line it up with different parts and kind of see, okay, that's where, like, the intensity I need. Like, that's, that's where I need to be. And I'll record phrase by phrase like that. So I have a good journal idea, and then I'll mark it in my music and try to be, like, pretty, like, you know, much more specific than I would in, in like a normal world because I have to really time it together and really line it up with these recordings. You know, so I'll, I'll be pretty specific with things like that. But I, I always have to play what I want to, um, what I want to eventually do first, and then I have that track in my ear as I do the final. You know, so now I'm listening to how it should sound like in the end. Should. <laughs> Sounds like you're a little bit obsessive when it comes to this phrasing. I am. I. Am. <laughs> I like phrasing. <laughs> uh, but that can come in handy, for example, you know, you've taken a number of orchestral auditions and, you know, that takes a ton of preparation. So maybe briefly you could tell us a little bit how you do that as well. Oh, I, I hate myself for forgetting the name, but there was this book I read that it was, or there was uh, one of another colleague while I was at CIM told us about this book and then I ended up ordering it and then reading it um, called Five Weeks, Five Weeks to Finals, I believe. It was, and it was by the flute player. Uh, the principal flute player cur- currently in Detroit Symphony. Um, and then I, I just bounce my ideas off of hers. But essentially, those last two weeks, kind of what I always plan on first is I want to have two weeks buffering before the, the actual audition. Like, I, I know I want to be completely ready two weeks before the audition. I don't want to be stressing out those last two weeks. I just kind of want to take it easy. Um, just do small runs, you know, of things at that point. You know, I, I want to be ready. Um, and then prior to that, I want to have at least four to five weeks. You know, if, if I get four to five weeks to work on it, then I'll be, I'll be satisfied. But then I have to really just make sure I'm, I'm grinding every day. You know, so then at that point, I look at the list, depending on what the list is, and I'll, you know, make another list from there. You know, I'll, I'll write down all the things I'm very comfortable with. I'll write down things I've played before, but might need to do a lot of work or more work on. And then I'll write the things that are just, just challenging, you know, things I don't know as well, things that are going to take me much more time. 
Um, and then th- this was an idea I got from the book, as, as well as Steez. My, my teacher, Barrick Steez, told me about this as well. And then he, they end up putting him in a hat and then like pulling him out that way. I haven't done all that yet, but uh, I, I do just kind of pick through the list and I, and I work out a couple at a time. And I'll do it for like three days. I'm like, I'm going to work on these excerpts. These three days, I'm going to work on these three. But I'll stick within those lists first and make sure I'm like, really getting slow detailed practice and you know not just playing the excerpts but like if these are the hardest excerpts like i i I need to start from like the beginning and start from like you know just the foundation of what these are so that that might involve listening you know like going back and and going to those orchestra uh the orchestra pieces listening to what those bassoon uh what the bassoon phrase kind of sounds like with everything else you know so that there's more studying as well as just you know the technical aspect of it um and I'll listen to a bunch of different orchestras and saying that, you know, I want to hear uh, like different interpretations or all around the board. So we've talked about sort of this, this motivating factor of taking auditions, having this process to sort of guide you with something to do. I'd like to talk about a point where, where we sort of transition into mental health in this pandemic and how you have coped with that. Man, it was hard. I'll say that, you know, I've, I've made a lot of posts and like shown the exciting parts of things that I'm doing. But in the background, it's just been really hard. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, like in my mindset is like the one thing I wanted to do. The only thing I thought I could do at the time was music was stripped away, you know. So it was just kind of like like panic mode on what do I do? Um, I was on unemployment for a while. And yes, that was nice. It was money coming in weekly. Like, but that really hurt. Like I couldn't do anything I loved once again. Um, and then I heard about UPS opening and uh, the people there are great. You know, they've. They've, they've been a great help and like they really worked with me as a musician as well, which was nice. But man, just I am I am that's not for me working in retail and just like, you know, dealing with a lot of retail issues. And, you know, I I felt like and this is just something about me is like, like, I'm not always good at pulling away from something when, when I really should and just to like do what I need to do. And what was happening there is I got sucked in, you know, just like I was I was making money. And that's, that's all I had to think about was just like, I need to make money right now. You know, so it was a real struggle. I wasn't getting the gigs and I was, you know, getting paid part time work. I had to work as as much as I could, you know, just just to do what I could do, which obviously took a huge toll on me. That's I I stopped practicing again, like like after a certain streak. And in January, I was uh, and oh, my gosh, and I I put my girlfriend through so much of this, too. And and she was convincing me for the long time. She's like, you have to quit. Like, 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 I I have to quit. You know, like, I'll I'll find out what to do later. And I'm just like, I was getting in myself and getting in my head. You know, it's like I. Like, like, I need to work, though, but I'm losing everything I love. You know, I stopped playing bassoon and I wasn't studying anymore. Like, I, like I was losing everything I loved just to survive. And there's and then, you know, eventually she got me to realize it's like there's just there's some sacrifices you just have to make for yourself. And like, you'll figure it out afterwards. But right now, like, like you have to be in a better mental spot. So I, I finally pulled out of that in January and things automatically got better <laughs> in a weird way. Things automatically like like. The, the one thing, if, 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 if I could preach this to anybody, you know, you should never be working more than what you're getting paid for, for one, you know, and, and like you, you shouldn't be like forcing yourself to stay there when you know there's something else that you should be doing, like, especially if it's like your passion, you know, like, like don't work somewhere where you're like your mental health is just constantly going down, you know, just to make money because like that, that's what was happening to me. And I was getting in a super dark place, um, but I got out immediate weight lifted once i said those words you know that's like i I gotta go um 
And then, and then all of a sudden, I started getting more gigs uh, randomly. And and then, and then I got a new job. Hogo called me up again, uh, and like just asked how I was doing. And I told him like, oh, you know, I, I just quit. Like I need to practice. And like I, I was, I was losing my focus. And and, and then he's like, okay, if if you need money, I, ha- I have I have a you know I have an option for you. And then he he hooked me up with a job, which I'm now now I'm in the, I work in the alumni office as an intern over there, and it's been great. I get to it's remote, so I get to stay home. I get to practice. I get to study. I get to do everything. Just like it it, it just it's so much more freeing, you know. And like and and they pay well, <laughs> you know. So that's so I I feel much more comfortable in general, um, and I get to bring back the things that I loved again, you know. And that that just happened recently. You know, that was just within the past couple months. So like it's now things are turning around. I'm in a much stronger spot. And honestly, it's like it like it really does come down to just like my girlfriend was just pushing me the whole time. Like if, if it wasn't for her, like like I really just would have been in a much like like I, w- I would have kept sinking. I, w- I would have kept falling, you know, but she was being the good angel on my shoulder, like really just telling me like what I n- not, not what I need to do, but like what I need to think about, at least, you know, as I'm progressing. Like she wasn't trying to like you know, force any answers down my throat, but she just, she, she was really just pointing out these truths and, and wanted me to see clearly. And it took me a while, but it happened finally. And I feel so much better about it. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being with us and sharing your story, you know, not just the highlights, but you know, the real honest truth. And that means a lot that you can share that with us. I want to thank you yeah. for being with us today. Yeah, of course, dude. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate this. You know, and I also can't help to notice you've got your reeds and your bassoon behind you. So anyway, you can play a few notes. Can I play a, flute, a few notes? Oh, man. Okay. For you. This is going to be Francais Divertissima Trio. Uh, wind Trio. There we go. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Classically Minded. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to learn more, please visit classicallyminded.org or follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.